Attention, all troops. He's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Rapnolis. Do you play video games now? I do. And when I do well, I'll run off to tell somebody, or maybe I can even point to my score online someplace. At the very least, I could take a screenshot, then I could share that with everyone. No, I don't brag that much, but I wanted to talk about that type of sharing, which is so common now, and how that wasn't always the case. I'm a big fan of the Atari 2600. Right from the day I got it, I fell in love, and I've been playing it ever since. And there are a couple of games that I really like, especially those made by Activision, Pitfall being my favorite. But right up there is the game River Raid. When I was a kid, I would try to play those games all the time, wanting to at least get the score you needed to qualify for the Activision patch, which was this cool thing that they would do. They would actually send you a patch if you took a photo of your screen with the score on it and prove that you were above average in playing. The biggest problem with that, with my family, is we didn't own a camera. So what I would do was just play until I got the score, and then I would love to show everyone around that I had done it, kind of prove that I deserved the patch even if I wasn't going to get it. I remember when I had my best River Raid game, and I remember it not because I was able to share it with people, but because there was absolutely no one around to know that I did it. I broke 100,000 points. To me, that was a huge deal. I don't think I've done that well ever since then. But I sprung up and started pumping my fist in the air, and then I realized nobody's seen this. I tried to get my mom interested, and she was like, oh, good for you, but she didn't care. I called my friends up, and there was really nothing they were going to do about it. They were like, oh, that's great. What I really wanted was adulation at my accomplishment, something that seems a lot easier to get in our world where sharing is so easy. So while I do like the simpler times of the past when we weren't so connected on everything, there's some niceness to what we have now. It would have been great if I could have saved my best game on River Raid, but instead it lives on as a memory, like many things from the past. So on today's show I'd like to talk to you about a great game for the Atari 2600. It was also released for other consoles, River Raid. We'll talk a little bit about the person who made it, the company they belong to. We'll talk about gameplay, the sequel, and we'll throw in a few surprises here and there. We have an info-packed episode ahead of us, so without further ado, let's start the show. River Raid is a scrolling shooter. It was designed by Carol Shaw. 
and published by Activision way back in 1982. Originally for the Atari 2600, it would get released on other consoles. I'd like to talk to you a little bit about Activision itself. Before Activision, there was no such thing as a third-party publisher for software. Video games up to that point were published by the people who made the system. But at Atari, there were some really good game designers, and they wanted to be treated fairly. But when they went to their leader at Atari and said, hey, what about us? We're the ones making money for you. You should at least treat us like talent at any other big company. They were told, no, anyone can do a cartridge. So three left Atari to form Activision. They were Bob Whitehead, Alan Miller, and David Crane. They also picked up former music industry exec Jim Levy and venture capitalist Richard Muchmore. A little bit after the company was formed, Larry Kaplan, who had been one of the people to go to the Atari CEO, Ray Kasser at the time, would also join them. David Crane, who's probably the most famous of the people who would form Activision, and he's probably the most well-known because he invented one of the greatest games ever invented, Pitfall, would say that Activision was Jim Levy's idea. It's simple. It combines active and television. Activision. One of the other names that was proposed for the company was V-Sync. I think Activision is catchier, so good job, Jim. Now, they did a complete 180 from Atari, and they not only credited their designers for the games, but promoted those creators as if they were superstars themselves, and they would set a standard that would go on of the star game designer. I like nothing better than picking up the manual and actually reading what score I needed to earn that patch I was talking about, which was a great way of getting people interested in the game itself and trying to complete something that seemed important. But also they would have a page about the person who developed the game so you could learn about them. One of the people who Activision would eventually attract was the person who designed River Raid, Carol Shaw. And one of the things that struck me when I saw the River Raid manual was, hey, Carol Shaw is a woman. This was something I had not seen before. So I'll tell you a little bit about Carol Shaw. I read a lot about her online, and if you want to know a lot more about Carol Shaw, I would go to VintageComputing.com, which is Benja Edwards' website, and he did an interview with Carol Shaw. You can search Carol Shaw, Atari's first female video game developer, and that should bring you straight to the interview. It's lengthy, and it's very detailed, and it's wonderful, as you would expect from a professional like Edwards. So Carol Shaw was born in 1955. She's, by many accounts, the first female video game designer. Started at Atari in 1978, designing video games. Shaw was raised in Palo Alto, California. Comes from an engineering background. Her father was a mechanical engineer. First interaction with computers was in high school. Learned she could play some text-based games on them. In addition to Polo and 3D Tic-Tac-Toe, Shaw would work at several games while at Atari, including Video Checkers, 3D Tic-Tac-Toe, and she would also work on Super Breakout with another designer, Nick Turner. Those were all for the Atari 2600. She also worked on a unreleased game of Polo, which is the sport with the mallet and you're on a horse, and that was supposed to be part of a tie-in with the company Ralph Lauren, or is it Ralph Lauren? That sounds pretentious, Ralph Lauren. I'm going to say Ralph Lauren. Unfortunately, I guess people weren't into polo, and the game never saw the light of day. She would leave Atari in 1980 to work at Tandem Computers, and eventually went to interview at two video game companies, iMagic and Activision. At iMagic, she was told that 
she wouldn't qualify because she didn't do any action games. And so when Activision hired her, one of the first things she wanted to work on was an action game. And the game that she would work on would ultimately become River Raid. She would join that company in 1982 and stay there till 1984. While there, she would also design Happy Trails for the Intellivision and port River Raid to the Atari 5200 and 800 computer. Then from 84 to 90, she would go back to Tandem and then took early retirement that year. And she has said that it was because of River Raid and her success at Activision that she was able to do so. So it's pretty nice that Activision, at least back then, really seemed to take care of their employees, especially those who make such an amazing game. We'll return after these messages. We have no choice. He can't turn back. River Raid target has zero it's only a game. River Raid for the Atari video computer system. Designed by Carol Shaw for Activision. And now, back to the show. Now let's talk a little bit about the gameplay of River Raid. Pretty simple. You're on a river, the river of no return, on a raid behind enemy lines, and you're flying a fighter jet over the river. What's really weird is that if you fly over the land, you crash, which is a strange thing that I never questioned until I was an adult and thought, why is this plane crashing when it's not over the water? But maybe it's a canyon that you're supposed to be over? Well, whatever. Just don't leave the confines of the river and you move left and right and you're constantly moving forward and can speed up and slow down by doing so and you score points for shooting objects along the river and there are various things like helicopters which you get 60 points for enemy tankers which you get 30 points for fuel depots which you get 80 points for although you might not want to shoot that too soon because you need to get fuel from those fuel depots you get jets which you get 100 points for and bridges, which kind of break up each area, which are worth 500 points. In the non-Atari 2600 version, there are actually other things like a hot air balloon, which are worth points, but we'll focus mostly on the 2600 version here. So what do you got to do to get the 15,000 points necessary to qualify for that Activision patch? Now, one of the things you could do is just hold down that button and shoot everything, but that's not what you want to do at all. Because if you shoot everything, you're going to be shooting those fuel depots. And as you move through this game, not only does the terrain get more difficult, but those fuel depots become fewer and far between. So you really want to master your aim and your patience on what you're going to shoot. And remember, if you are going over a fuel depot, you want to hold back on your joystick to slow down. If you go slow enough, right at the very end of it, you can hit the fire button so you can get fuel and destroy the fuel depot for points. This is one of the big problems with River Raid, or at least trying to come up with a strategy, is you feel this pressure to try to move as fast as you can and shoot everything. But I cannot tell people enough to just slow down at first understand the shape of the river, kind of get an idea of how much you have to slow down or how fast you can make your way across the river to get into narrow channels that you might need to take. If you invest enough time in learning the river and the dangers of it 
it gets a lot easier as you get up to higher levels. Again, technical overview. River Raid was ported to several systems, the Atari 2600, which is the original, but it would also be available for the Atari 8-bit computer, the Atari 5200 computer, the ColecoVision, Intellivision, MSX, ZX Spectrum, IBM PC Jr., and Commodore 64. If you go online, you will find videos comparing these versions. In my book, the 2600 is superior to all others. It doesn't have some of the bells and whistles of the other, but its simplicity is what makes it better. It has good sound, decent gameplay, and it plays very fast. One of my least favorite versions of ones that I've played is the ColecoVision version, which does have some superior components to it. But one of the things I dislike about it is the sound that they decided to go with. But you be your own judge. If you have a system that you get to play on, play them. If you have none and you want to just judge for yourself, you can go right onto YouTube, type in River Raid Comparisons, and you'll see everybody playing every different version, and you can get an idea of the gameplay and the sounds. One of the most impressive things about River Raid is it has a lot of terrain. The game goes on and on. Now, the game does not actually store that sequence of terrain. Instead, there's a procedural generation algorithm. I don't really fully understand it because... It's complicated, but basically there's an algorithm that generates the same game world every time because the starting value in the algorithm is hard-coded, but it also doesn't need to store all those things. Instead, it gets generated, which was very creative and maybe the first time this has been used in a game before. The enemies, though, in the game rely on a random number generator so that you can't predict their movements. And technical overview. Six years... Six, count them, years after the success of River Raid, they finally decided to release a sequel to River Raid, the aptly named River Raid 2. Six years! Now you would wonder, what system did they release River Raid 2 onto? And of course, the system they release it onto is the Atari 2600. And this was in 1988, when almost nobody was really playing the Atari 2600 like they used to. Now, at the end of Atari's run... In the 80s, there was a lot of poor games. They seem to just be shipping stuff. But River Raid 2 is a pretty decent game, but it does require some getting used to to play. You have to kind of master the gameplay because it's a slightly complicated game. If you play it, though, one of the things you'll note at first is the sounds, which borrow, I think, fairly liberally from the video game Yar's Revenge. Shaw did not have anything to do with River Raid 2, unfortunately. As I think if she did, it might have been a slightly better game. Although, as I said, it's not bad. Probably the most difficult gameplay feature of River Raid 2 is takeoff and landing. And you do take off and land from a ship in the game. And you do have to master that. Once you're playing it, you have a lot of things to manage. You have speed, altitude, and fuel, which is very different than the original River Raid. And you got to pay attention to those because altitude matters in this game. Not only for takeoff and landing, but for the enemies you're fighting. You could fly right over things. Other than that, it's the same game. You will blast away at things you recognize and score points. If you want to play River Raid 2, you might want to find the game online to play. And it is available online to play. Because picking up a cartridge of River Raid 2, it's not a cheap proposition. Especially compared to other Atari games. And that's probably because not a lot of people were buying this game. This is 1988. Atari was in steep decline by this point, so unless you're a completist, you might not want to run out and spend the money required to pick up a copy of River Raid 2. 
will return after these messages. designed to bring out the magic in your Atari home computer. Larry Kaplan's Kaboom and River Raid by Carol Shaw. The bombs kept dropping. I tried to catch them, but they kept coming faster and faster. Kaboom! Gingerly, I bent the plane, dodging enemy fire. I spotted their depot and showed no mercy. Now, River Raid and Kaboom are here for Atari home computers. And now, back to the show. River Raid, when it was released, was very well regarded. I've looked at magazines from the time and even newspapers I've found online, and everybody raved about it, not just for the Atari 2600, but for other systems as well, especially the ColecoVision and Intellivision versions. One of the crazy things about River Raid is that in West Germany, you can tell what year it is because a West Germany still existed, River Raid was the first video game to be banned for minors. I don't know if you know this, but even in the 80s, they were trying to protect kids from violence and... River Raid was considered a violent game at the time, which, if you watch gameplay of it and you've never seen it before, might seem shocking to you, especially compared to what we get nowadays, but this was just one of those things. If you do want to try River Raid and you don't own an Atari 2600 and don't want to try to use MAME, which is an emulator, you can play it online directly in your browser by going to the Internet Archive at archive.org, typing in River Raid, it'll come up and you'll be able to play it in a fairly simple way. I'm a pretty big Atari fan, and I have a couple of games I hold in pretty high regards. These are the ones that sit in a very specific place in my cabinet so that they're easy to get to. And while Pitfall is certainly always at the top, River Raid is very close to it. Because for me, it's probably the most playable shooter on Atari. And because of its seemingly random nature and its length and challenge... It's a game you can play again and again and not have the same experience, which is very unusual for Atari. So do yourself a favor, check out River Raid, do some reading online, head over and read that interview with Carol Shaw, and really appreciate the creativity that went into this game. With modern gaming as it is, 2D shooters are more of a novelty now, so we'll probably never see a reboot of River Raid. And that's probably okay because there's not much more you need to play River Raid. It's just a really good game, even now, all these years later. So hopefully, I've enticed you to at least look it up, and maybe this weekend, give it a try. Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, you can drop by the website at www.retroist.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at facebook.com slash retroist and twitter.com slash retroist. The music you hear on the show is by Peachy. If you have musical needs, you can email Peachy at peachy at retroist.com. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great weekend. You had video checkers, which is checkers, but video. You had 3D tic-tac-toe, which is tic-tac-toe, but 3D. And you had Super Breakout, which is Breakout, but Super. Eh. This has been a retrospective production. Goodbye.